0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleground. This is a podcast where Battle and Friends talk all things wrestling and laugh with comedians that are way funnier than him. And you never know who's going to stop by. Here is your host, Battle.
1: Check, hey, Check, one, two,
2: check, word. Alright, here we go, it is uh, time for another episode of Battleground My name is Battle, I got Eli across from me What's up? Each week we sit here and we just talk wrestling. That's that's all we do is talk wrestling.
1: Can't get better than that. Uh,
2: let's go ahead and just jump right into it. The big announcement earlier this week, AEW announcing their TV deal with TNT. Uh, Ted Turner getting back in the wrestling business. Yeah. Will it be different
1: this time around? Um, you know, I think so, just because it's a much different climate than it was 20 years ago. Um, and especially, you know, I think we're going to talk about this in the future with guests, obviously. Um... You know, I think AW is going to try to do something different. They're not going to do you know 300 dates a year, and you know, it's more qu- quality over quantity. Um, you know, they're going to try to offer health benefits to their employees. I mean, it's just it, it sounds like on paper, everything is just incredible. Um, and it's funny because I think it was either the same day it was announced or the day before Vince McMahon was actually did an interview, and um. He was kind of nonchalant about like workers injuries and time off and he basically was just like, Oh, the 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 wrestlers can take off any time they want. I was like
2: No they can't. That's, <laughs> that's not, total bullshit. Yeah,
1: since when? You know what I mean? Like that is in their history that's never been the case. And so he almost kind of framed it like, Well, they can do it anytime they want to, not really telling the the ramifications if that happens, you know, that kind of a deal. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, We've talked about it. I'm going to Double or Nothing uh, next week in Vegas, so pretty excited about that. And, um, yeah, it'll be awesome to have uh, wrestling back on Turner on TNT.
2: It's going to be just like it was when the kids, except this time I don't have to flip back and forth with the commercials because I know that they're not going to try to air on Monday nights or Friday nights. It's going to be in between the week. Um, So uh, another kind of big thing we talked about uh, in a text earlier this week, uh, you sent a thing about CM Punk nonchalantly saying, well, you know, I would go back to wrestling if... And there's that dot.
1: Yeah, you know, he's... And I, I think we've... We might have talked about it on the show before, but you know, I I kind of appreciate that he he walked away. It's actually been five years now. Um, he left in January of 2014, um, and you know, beside the fact that he's been asked that every single day for five years, um, you know, I kind of respect that he, you know, he did not like his standing with the company. He did not like the way he was treated medically. Um, the day that they chose to release him or fire him, whatever, it was on his wedding day, which was just low blow. Um, so I kind of like that he's stood by his convictions, like, I'm done, you know. But on the other hand, if he did sign with AEW, I'd, I'd freak out. Um, I think it, with AEW, I think if they, you know, hey, if you come in and wrestle 20 times a year for $4 million bucks or whatever – I mean, I don't know how you could turn that down,
2: right? And that's the thing <laughs> is, like with this, if this happens, it's kind of you look at AEW and they're letting everybody kind of basically pick and choose what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They're letting them have control of creative. They're letting them do this. They're letting do, them do that, and they've got money behind them. And so it's it's not like Ted Turner's opening up his checkbook. You got the cons that are involved mm-hmm. in this, and it's you know. The cons have probably more money than Ted Turner, more access to certain
1: things. Yeah, more money than Vince.
2: Right. And so I think this go around, it's going to be good. I think CM Punk could, you know, potentially come back to that as that big name because they've, you know, you look at AEW, they've got big, huge names in there, but there's that one name that they're just, they don't have to make all the WWE fans be like, hmm, yeah. let me spend my night watching this. Yeah. And if you get Punk. Excuse me. Oh, this is—I love recording stuff like this. Um, <laughs> if you get Punk involved in it, that's going to get everybody talking about it. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest thing. I mean, look at what happened when the rumor of supposedly that was Punk at that indie show hit in the GTS mm-hmm. for yeah. weeks. That's all everybody talked about.
1: Yeah. I mean, he—he he has a mystique about him, and you know, I think he left. You know, he didn't leave in the way that he wanted to. Obviously. Um and you know they they went after Jericho obviously and I'm a huge Jericho fan so I'm happy about that but yeah I mean I think if they'd landed punk um being able to do that when no one else has been able to um that that would be just huge um so we'll see what I mean
2: Man, just sitting here thinking about that, that's going to be ridiculous if that happens, especially because Eli's going to be there at double or nothing. So we'll know firsthand if it happens before the internet gets it, because, of course, Eli will be there. (laughs) Um, Let's kind of move on to uh, our weekly challenge that we like to do Uh, the Battleground Weekly Challenge Uh, this week, the original for Horseman versus Undisputed Era, which you could voice your opinion. Uh, Just follow us on Instagram, Battleground Podcast. Who are you picking? Uh, <sighs> I already kind of know where
1: you're going because Arn Anderson is in the Four yeah. Horsemen. Um, I mean, I hate to I hate to do these and just always pick the old school guys, but it's just like you. It, it, it's almost like I, I think the old school old school guys could work today, but I don't know if the new school guys could work back then. Kind of a deal. So right. I'm not sure. Um. Uh, this one actually might be the the toughest one we've done. I mean, they're they're all just incredible. um I th- <clears throat> I, th- I think when it's all said and done, I probably go for Horseman just because you do have Ric Flair, who's top three um, and then just the the rest of the horsemen are just so incredible. um that's not to say the undisputed Era won't be. A top five stable when it's all said and done, um, but I, I mean, you know, when you put some, when you put like a, a Ric Flair and something like that, it, it automatically stock raises up, right? And just he he didn't get the name dirtiest player in the game. For nothing,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that is going to be an extremely tough one. So, you can voice your opinion on it. Just follow our podcast Instagram page, Battleground Podcast. Um, so, uh, Yowie, Wowie, that was the horrible, the worst transition I've ever done on the show. Let's talk about that. That is probably the greatest thing in the world watching that Bray Wyatt promo. Like this angle is the best and then him sending out a tweet on Twitter to Seth Rollins and Dean or Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns about wanting to join the Shield reunion and then turns around and says something and tweets John Moxley as well. Like yeah. greatest thing in the world right yeah. now.
1: Yeah, he so i'm a i'm a bray Wyatt fan um you know when i when i got back into it he was still doing the the cult thing the bray Wyatt family whatever and um uh he you know for a bigger guy he he moves really good and you know good promos and everything so i i've i've been on board the whole time and like a lot of people they just don't know what to do with him and you know, they gave him the world title for like two weeks or a month or whatever it is, and then just gave it to Randy Orton, which was just stupid. the weirdest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. And then they had that terrible match with the worms on the ring and all that crap. Um, so then he got injured and they've repackaged him. And I didn't really know what to think. Um, but the fun house has been awesome. And now that I, I kind of wish that they would have spaced it out a little bit more, um, I think they got to the, demented mass thing too quick. I think right. they could have done the, fi- the fun house for like another month or something. Especially if he's not debuting anytime soon. Um, I think
2: you could have dragged it out. You could have gone a little bit more in depth. I mean, they ripped that rabbit's head off and it was sitting there. I mean, you could have gone and dragged it out yeah. a couple more weeks and yeah. then him debut at, you know, I don't see him debuting at Money in the Bank, but yeah. you never know at WWE, especially with the game plan of swapping and pulling Braun yeah.
1: Strowman out and putting in Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um I mean that would have been a good, you know, put Prey White in that spot. But anyways, um yeah, I mean it's it's gotten buzz for ever since it launched. I mean um I mean even like non hardcore fans are just like, What is this? you know? Um The Mask looks incredible, uh Tom Savini. Um, legendary special effects guy from Hollywood. He's he's done a lot of the stuff for Bray Wyatt, um, a lot of the mask and stuff. So, this one was done by him. It looks awesome. So, I don't know if he's going to keep doing this, um, you know, kind of a, um, he, he kind of has the kids show thing, but then when he goes to the ring, he's this dark, demented thing. Like, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it if it's just one character or if he's going to do kind of both, but, uh, um, yeah, it's there's nothing like it on WWE right now. So. No, and
2: you know, sitting there kind of like rewatching the promo video, and somebody made a good valid point on our Instagram uh, about the clothing attire that Bray wore is uh, the same clothing attire that we've had somebody on the show, mm-hmm. uh, the Carnies, mm-hmm. the striped pants, the jacket.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it it seems like this is going to go down the right path. It's just figuring out how they're going to do it. And if I was in creative, which I'm not, but every wrestling fan is in creative, the way they voice their opinions,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I would say that if you do, they've jumped to this now, something's going to happen at Money in the Bank, lights are going to come out, he's going to be sitting on top of that ladder with the mask on, looking at whoever is trying to grab the thing. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. It, it, it's it's interesting stuff. Um, so, we do have a guest on the show today. Uh, Josh Matthews, the guy from Impact Wrestling, he pretty much has done it all in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be calling in. We'll talk to him in just a few minutes. Uh, but it is the weekend, Money in the Bank, and uh, it's it's going to be kind of an interesting thing. Everything leading up to it. Uh, you've got the main match, the Money in the Bank for the guys and the girls, and the one thing that I'm I'm, I'm interested in seeing is the Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, and then Becky Lynch versus. Lacey, which mm. everybody is gung ho about, you know, Becky Lynch now that her and Seth Rollins officially made it Instagram official by kissing each other and WWE sends out a all winky wink face, hearts on the eyes. Anyways, besides the point, what do you think about these two matches?
1: Um I uh so I my hunch is it's gonna be something along the lines of um Becky beats Lacey or it's like a really close fight and she barely wins or even like Charlotte interferes and it's just like she barely wins that title and then as soon as that's done they're like okay Charlotte you're in and yep. she has no time to rest no recovery and then Charlotte beats her for for the SmackDown belt cuz I don't think she's going to SmackDown I think she's going to be on Raw and it, I don't I think they I think they did the two belts thing just to kind of ride that wave but I don't think they really intend on her having both belts so I think they'll um split that up and give that to to Charlotte. Wild card is she wins she loses both of them. I mean,
2: you know, I sit there looking at this on paper, you talk about Charlotte costing the match. Here's the thing that a lot of people are not really talking about. I'm thinking that let's say Becky beats Lacey in the middle of Charlotte and Becky's match, you hear Joan Jett's music hit. Rhonda comes running down. She costs Charlotte she costs Becky Charlotte's match. Charlotte takes SmackDown title back to her boyfriend. And then it starts an ongoing story with Lacey, Charlotte, and Becky.
1: Hmm. Um I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I don't I don't know what their plan is for Rhonda. I know she's she broke her hand. Right. I know she's taking some time off, but I mean that doesn't mean she can't come out with a kendo stick or something. You know? Something's so.
2: gonna happen, and I'm I'm pretty sure that Charlotte's gonna take the title back to SmackDown because Becky's having to fly back and forth mm-hmm. to these events, which most of the wrestlers on the roster go to both events to begin with. Yeah, and but it's just flying back and forth, and they're gonna want to more than likely keep Becky with her boyfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I I would just be surprised. I'm actually I, I I'm a Lacey Evans fan. I mean I I saw her at NXT when she was in Nashville a year or two ago, and um, that was when she was doing more of the, like, the 40s, like the pinup right. bombshell thing, and then they've tweaked it to the to the, the Southern Belle thing. And, um, I mean, I even said she reminded me of Charlotte, very athletic, tall, you know. Um, so, I, I mean, I would be okay with her being I, – I, I like her – how she thinks she's better than everybody, like she plays that to a T, mm-hmm. um, and just like you know, one of the signings, she was just like, I can't believe you didn't dress up and all this. Like, I mean, she she nails her character. Um, I just think it would be a little too soon because she's she she got called up this year and she's only had a handful of matches, so just to give her the belt this soon, I think would be. But I don't know. I mean, they, you never
2: know with what WWE's gonna do. Yeah,
1: evidently they love her. Um at wwe so I, I think the future's bright for her but i just don't know if it starts at money in the bank
2: yeah and that's what's crazy uh speaking of future being bright another transition this is i'm at two for two right now uh Killing impact it. wrestling josh matthews is uh gonna join us right now so uh let's go ahead and get that set up I'm going to let Eli introduce Josh Matthews.
1: Yeah, so this gentleman has, you know, he was in WWE for, I think we said 14 years, 15 years. Give or take, yep. Um, commentator, um, announcer. He did some, he actually did some wrestling. He was on the original Tough Enough. Uh, he went to Impact in 2014, um, and he's really kind of helped. With
0: Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are
0: gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the Bride and Groom?
1: With their latest revival, revitalization, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to talk to uh, the man himself, Josh Matthews. Here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. All right, we are excited about today's
2: show. Uh, we've got the man behind the mic. Josh Matthews is on the phone with us. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm good, guys. How are you?
2: We're good. We're good. Let's let's kind of jump right into this real quick. Let's uh, talk about your background, what led you to Tough Enough, and had you always wanted to be a wrestler or in the wrestling business?
0: Yeah, I think when I was like 15 was when I decided that that was uh, the vocation that I was going to attempt to, to be a part of. Um, I mean, that's like when right around the time that we were experiencing the biggest boom in wrestling with the Attitude Era, and I was right there in that age demographic for for WWE fans, and, and uh, we bought a wrestling ring as kids, and, and it was in our backyard, and, and I mean, we were all in on wrestling. My brother was a really good football player. Um, I wasn't big enough, uh, so so to me it was like if I was ever going to be some sort of a professional athlete, that, that wrestling was going to be the only avenue that I had. Um, so that's uh, that was it for me.
1: Nice. So, you know, after after you got involved with Tough Enough, uh, I mean, you were a part of the WWE for almost 15 years. What was it like being a part of that company, which is, you know, today almost as big as like Disney? Um, and, you know, as much as you can say, what was it like working with Vince?
0: It was great. I mean, you know, I, it was my education. It was, uh, you know, I left college to, to accept the job with WWE and didn't quite know what I was getting into, uh, you know, moving from the Midwest to the Northeast and really just kind of accepting this role as a, as a wrestling announcer um, and moving to Connecticut at 21, I think I was, when this all started. And, you know, it was uh, it was really up to me to, to decide if this was going to be, you know, life-changing and, and or if I was going to last three months and, and come back home and, and go back to college. But to me, I really thought this was my... My career path, um, you know, I had just uh, discovered it a little bit earlier um, or later because I was in college, but not really knowing what I wanted to do while I was going to class. Well, so, you know, it all kind of I always said I, you know, I'm going to be in the, in the wrestling business and, and, and I'll figure out a way in. And to me, it didn't really matter what that role was. Uh, I just wanted to be involved in the business somehow.
2: Our guest right now, Josh Matthews, is on the phone with us. So let's uh, kind of focus to where you're at right now. You moved to Impact uh, Wrestling back in about 2014. How is it different from uh, where you were previously? Was it similar, or was it kind of like a night and day difference? I mean, it,
0: it was. It's pretty similar. Obviously, you know, it's still the wrestling business per se. Um, you know, but in WWE, you're kind of a cog in the wheel. And you have your role, and, and you kind of stay in that role, and and, and it's an important role. But that's your that's your one and only gig. In Impact, I get to float around into every department um, that that the company has, and I get to sort of you know put my hand in everything, and you know find what I like the most, and and, and the things that I like doing the most, and and that's sort of become you know marketing and merchandise. And now live events, um, you know, those are the kind of the areas that I prefer to be a part of more so than, you know, on the technical side of how do we build an app? Um, that's where I kind of have more fun and, uh, those are the big differences. I get to do more and, uh, you know, I'm not just, I feel like I'm a part of something and and sorry if it's windy guys. Um, but I feel like I'm a part of something more so than just uh, a cog in the wheel. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, you know, Impact and TNA for a time, they had a reputation of uh, you know getting legends from WCW and WWE for the roster, similar to what WCW did in the '90s. Um, you know, about the time that you arrived, that really you really started to see that change. Um, what's what has been the biggest challenge with overcoming that perception of the roster, um, and then making sure that the new talent has a spot?
0: And that's what the, that's what the uh, hardest part is, is it's not bringing in those guys, you know, from WWE or from WCW that are, you know, what's next in the twilight of my career. Um, it's really building homegrown stars, and it's really taking these guys that have been a part of the roster for a couple of years to the next level. And, and you can point to guys like LAX, um, who I really feel are impact homegrown talent and, you know, have, have taken their time and now are four-time World Tag Team champions, and it's really cool to see the evolution of those guys and, and to not have to rely on trying to bring in the big-ticket um, guys because, one, you know, I, you have to be able to afford those guys for a sustained period of time. Two, I don't know if you're getting the best out of them at this point in their careers. And then, three, you know, I, do I want to continue to watch uh, a watered-down version of of the what I watched as a kid Um, or do I want to watch young, hungry, exciting athletes? You know, I say that on Impact a lot, there's a youth movement uh, between LAX, the Rascals, uh, the North, Ethan Page, and Josh Alexander. I think you're really seeing a movement towards the youth and, you know, guys that are going to be around for the next 10 or 15 years.
2: Our guest on the phone right now, Josh Matthews, and I know earlier, uh, just a little bit ago, you talked about doing something with an app, and there's an app called Ringside Wrestling. Can you give us a little, uh, some details about that?
0: Yeah, Ringside Wrestling approached um, Impact uh, about a year ago, and uh, the the Ringside Wrestling app is owned and operated by a company called Kismi Mobile, and they do a lot of gaming, and they do a lot of stuff with the NBA, and they approached us uh, about this Ringside Wrestling app that they were looking to launch. And I really like working with the guys. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a small part of, of my week, but I get to, to talk to those guys and, and hear their what they're doing with Kiswe. It's really cool. And uh, every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, I host uh, Game Night with Josh Matthews. And uh, you can download the app, play for free. It's a lot of fun. It's wrestling trivia. So it's, it's an app for wrestling fans. And it's certainly growing, and, and it's uh, it's it's really cool to be a part of what they're doing. I mean, when you look at everything happening now, you've got Impact Plus, which is Impact's uh, app that we just launched. The subscription based. Um, you're going to have monthly specials on there. So, I mean, there's just so much happening in the in the tech side of the wrestling world, which at one point was probably an oxymoron.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool that you guys partnered with Twitch uh, recently as well. That's that's I thought that was very forward thinking.
0: And the Twitch specials have been great. They've been fun, and it's just another opportunity for people to see, you know, our content, and, you know, it's free. So, Battle
1: and I were at both of the the pay-per-view and the TV tapings here in Nashville back in January, and, I mean, both nights were just great. I mean, we, we were just blown away. Um, in general, Impact, the shows have been getting mostly pos- positive reviews you know, on a pretty consistent basis now for you know, probably about a year, two years now. Um, what does Impact need to do to keep this momentum going?
0: Well, I think we have to get more eyeballs on the TV show. I mean, we've got to get more people looking at Impact Wrestling, and, and either if you were a fan and you left or you know you, you hear everything that's been going on over the past few years, I really do think you need to give it another look and see what we're doing and go out of your way to try to watch, you know, the Twitch simulcast on Friday nights at 10 p.m. if you don't have Pursuit. You know, it, it, uh, it was Ethan Page who said, you know, if you have the internet, you have impact, and that's true. Um, you know, I, I would really just watch it with an, an an open mind and and realize that it's not, uh, you know, TNA. It's not what, what it was. Um, and I didn't watch TNA when I worked for WWE. I just didn't have the time to do it, so I didn't. Um, but, you know, it, it's not that product. It's, it's new. It's fresh. It's, uh, you know, it's not the same thing with the, with the fresh coat of paint on it. It's definitely new and exciting and, and exhilarating.
2: And you know, you kind of mentioned Impact, and you talked about when you were in WWE and you worked, you weren't watching TNA. Something that's kind of a big thing that everybody's talking about. Impact started out as a as a kind of a, a small thing, and now you've got AEW. What are your thoughts on AEW and their chances in in the wrestling industry?
0: I mean, I wish them nothing but success. Um, you know, Cody Rhodes is a, is a great friend of mine. My wife's friends with with Randy, and and you know, just uh, even today I was reading about you know the potential of them being on Turner, and I think that's. Where we all feel that they're going to go, um, I, I think it's great. I think it's great for the wrestling business. I don't think it, it, it hurts Impact in any way. I think it helps the athletes. You know, look, I'm married to a, to a wrestler, <laughs> so it, you know it gives. Uh, and she's signed with Impact and happy to be with Impact for the next several years. But it just gives people an opportunity to to kind of you know maybe go different places. I know there's a lot of disgruntled athletes uh, who work for not Impact Wrestling. Um, and, you know, it all gives them a place to, to go and, and earn a living and make money. And, and I think that's great for everybody. And I hope that AEW is a, is a huge success.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the, the, the more the more chan- the more choices people have, the, the better the fans will react. You know, I mean, I don't think it hurts anybody. Absolutely. So recently, uh, Brian Cage won the world title, um, but he was injured. Um, can you give us any kind of the latest update? That's not a super serious injury, correct?
0: No, I, I don't think super serious, uh, serious enough to, to stay home for a few days, uh, not get on an airplane and travel. I mean, Brian's a big dude, so to get on a plane and, and, and where he was injured on his lower back there in, in the area where he, he, he's feeling it the most, uh, probably not wise to sit on a plane. So, you know, uh, Brian tweeted that, you know, he won the world championship and he went to the hospital, and not the way he wanted to celebrate that night. But I think that Brian will be back and better than ever, uh, sooner rather than later.
2: Our guest Josh Matthews is on the phone right now, and you know I'm just kind of sitting here looking at the Impact rosters, and there is a lot of an amazing talent on the roster. One guy in particular that we kind of want to talk about, Willie Mack, who recently just signed a long-term deal with Impact. What does this signing bring to the table for you guys?
0: I love Willie. Uh, I was on the phone this morning with our merchandise department, talking about what we can do for Willie, and, and let's get some stuff out there for Willie now that he's a officially, officially a part of the Impact Wrestling roster. You know, he's been on all of our shows. So, I mean, honestly, if you're just a candid fan watching, maybe that's not breaking news to you or huge news to you that, that Willie signed because you see him every week on Impact Wrestling. But to have him now, you know, really a part of the roster and to be able to have merchandise for Willie. And, and I just think that what a great guy, what a great athlete, great story. Can't wait to tell that story about Willie on television. And, uh, you know, again, I think it's just another, it speaks volumes to to the to what Impact's doing, what Impact's building, how Impact treats talent, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction, another step in the right direction.
1: Well, as far as um, the immediate future, what what's next, what's like the next big events happening for Impact that we can check out?
0: Sure, so we've got uh, June 6th and 7th we'll be in New York for our television tapings at the Melrose Ballroom. June 8th we'll be back at the 2300 Arena for a night you can't miss in partnership with House of Hardcore. That'll be on Impact Plus. June 9th is a Sunday. That'll be our next Twitch event. That's called Digital Destruction. Uh, That'll be on Long Island. And then you look at July... Uh, the 5th were in San Antonio, the 6th were in Houston with Booker T in Reality of Wrestling, and then the 7th is Slammiversary. So I'm really looking at everything as the road to Slammiversary uh, between now and when we get to Dallas on July 7th.
2: You know, you, you kind of run through those dates, and there, there's one city in particularly that I didn't hear, <laughs> and I know a lot of our listeners are going to kind of want to know, when is Impact coming back to Nashville?
0: I mean, that's a good question. I think we were looking at coming back this summer and then some things happened. I think House of Hardcore is running in, on June 1st. I could be wrong on the date. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just uh, you, basically we have our TV tapings and then we have our specials. So, you know, it's, it's finding uh, the, the, the right formula to, to where we need to go, you know, how that works. But I, I would say that Impact will be back in Nashville soon. We had a great time at Homecoming. Um, if that means that we're not back till January, that's only a few more months but uh, I'd love to come back.
2: And it was it was so much fun having you guys, and I got to DJ that little uh, VIP party before, and just a great turnout, all in general, great card. And uh, if somebody wants to kind of stay up to date with Josh Matthews, what is uh, your social that everybody can follow you along with?
0: Sure, I'm on Twitter, at RealJoshMatthews, with one T, and then on Instagram, it's just my name, just Josh Matthews. Awesome, Josh. Thank
2: you so much for taking the time out, and we are looking forward to what the future 2019 holds for Impact Wrestling.
0: Guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate
2: the time. Thanks, buddy. Just want to give qu- a, a quick shout out. Thank you to Josh Matthews for joining us on the show today, giving us an update on Impact Wrestling, which is really cool to hear about the future that he's got going for that brand.
1: Yeah, uh, his app is cool, um, and you know, Impact. You, you know, you and I've talked about we were at the show, the shows here in Nashville in uh, this January. Yep. Sorry, got my months <laughs> messed up. Um, the Homecoming pay for you, and then the TV taping, and. Um, you know the big thing is is just like you you can't really have too much competition. So the more choices people have, whether it's the fans or the wrestlers themselves, I think the product's going to be better. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that you know he he talked about AEW, same kind of thing. I mean, if if Impact's offering somebody blah 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 for X amount, I mean he can just go to AEW and it may be a better deal, and you know whatever. Right. So so I think it's you know I think they've got their plan that they're focused on and. Um, you know we talked about not just relying on the older stars um you know they've got a lot of fresh guys you know from the indies out um so yeah I think it's an exciting time for him
2: and he's you know, Josh talking about cultivating talent and building from within. And, you know, it's it's exciting to see what Impact says, no matter what the internet says. We know. We watch the product. And it's it's exciting to see what 2019 has in store. So, that uh, concludes this week's episode. So, uh, if there's anything you want us to talk about, you can follow us. We're on social media. Instagram is Battleground Podcast. Our Twitter is Battleground IHR. And uh, we're on Facebook. Just search Battleground Podcast. You can find us there. There. Next week we have a very exciting episode. Eli will tell you all about who's on the show next week.
1: Yes, so we have a up and coming independent wrestler named Mister Brickster and um, his home base is here in Nashville. He's originally from New York, but we've seen him um, several times here at some local promotions, and um, he's got a really awesome message. Uh, and um, really awesome clothing style. And, um, yeah, he's just a really positive guy and um, should be a pretty interesting uh, chat.
2: All right, super excited for that one. Money in the Bank this Sunday night. We will be tweeting along with it, so just make sure you follow along. But uh, until next week, we'll talk to you later. See ya.